Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> normal. Debbie Do you want me to just call myself Deb? I'm Debbie Downer. My name's Deb. And this episode is sponsored by Amanda Doyle. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Oh, she go by Mandy. Thank you, Mandy. She does, actually. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, Mandy. Thank you. Now that you say that I see the name yep. and recognize mm-hmm. it. From the group. Mm-hmm. Today, we will be discussing Chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Dueling Club. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dive into the pool of details. <laughs> That's so weird. I was literally thinking of a pool. Never before (laughs) have I until right now, and then you said it. Before we begin, Megan has weekly profit news. Do I? Megan! (laughs) I do. So everybody um, knows, well, maybe not everybody, but I know that we've talked about it on the podcast, the Harry Potter A History of Magic exhibit, which is going on in London right now and coming to New York this fall. The Harry Um, Potter History of Magic tour, that's in London. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Where they have the warm spies. So Google... Google recently launched this arts and culture app. I don't know. That was like a thing for a couple of days on social media oh, where yeah. people were like taking a picture of themselves and it'll like find oh, you in paintings God. and stuff. It was so funny. I've already forgotten really about it. That's so um, weird. It's 15 minutes of fame was like a yeah. two minute of fame. <laughs> but they have launched an online version of Harry Potter, a history of magic. Mm. And you can um, go and view some of the treasures found at the exhibit on the app now they have a 360 degree tour of the divination room on the app so (laughs) oh actually it's done in london uh february 28th was the final day of the exhibit in london oh really so sad day um so the the site and app is free you just head on over to i like when meg doesn't know what the answer is she always makes that same noise so it's artsandculture.google.com slash project slash harry potter a history of magic i'll put the link you guys can click it <laughs> um, 
So anyway, <laughs> you go on to this, and then it takes you through a little tour oh, that's so cool. of the exhibit, which is really neat because mm-hmm. it's gone now. And I am on the app. I gotta yeah. click it, speak. and we can all cry. So that's neat. Let me see what else it's got here. If you still can't get enough of all things Harry Potter, despite all the books, movies, games, and fan fiction, and J.K. Rowling's Twitter account, then you might want to download the criminally underrated app, Google Arts and Culture. So on the app, it has like 10 facts about like wizards and stuff. What and like the heck is world. this? This is a phoenix takes nine days to rise from the ashes. Are you posting this link? I will, yeah. You should be weary of what you see in the ads. Oh, I saw some weird stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah no. I'm not a fan of the ads. Don't scroll down, friends. Yeah. It will ruin your day. <laughs> some of these websites are just like that for some reason. It's, yeah, it's really bizarre. Um, but the arts and culture website... That's totally PG and fun. It's really cool. <laughs> so we're looking forward to... Exploring. Exploring this. I don't know if I'm going to look at it because I want to go see it in New York. And I like, yeah, I'm one of those people me. where, like, you want to be surprised? Like, whenever they were building Diagon Alley, like, I avoided pictures. Like, I want to see it for the first time in person. Like, that's kind of, that's how I am. So, I probably am not really going to delve too deep into this website. But mm-hmm. for people who can't make it to New York and didn't make it to London, it's an awesome way to be able to see the exhibit still. Yeah. Yeah. To um, immerse yourself. Can I tag on a little piece? The Hogwarts Mystery Game, they opened up a uh, pre-registration period. But it's only for Google Play, I think. <gasps> no. Because I tried. No, I did it. I did it. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> I, I registered. Oh. Because Ooh. I went to the website, and it was like for the Google Play Store. And I'm like, what about iPhone? <laughs> I don't know. I registered. Maybe I'll just play it on Marty's phone. <laughs> But you can do that now, by the way. So I've heard great things. Like people who have it been playing it, so they're like, cool. it's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. That's the weekly profit. Yeah. Now it's time for the recap. You get so serious. Like your face is so serious. I have to. Otherwise, I can't do it correctly. All right. So we had a crazy Quidditch match, and a bludger wouldn't leave Harry alone. Broke his arm. It's pretty rude. But don't worry, Lockhart came to save the day by Did completely <laughs> by completely removing the problem. Hey, literally, exactly. But, but the problem's gone. Just created a new problem, right? But Gryffindor won anyway, so whatever. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> D- uh, oh, Dumbledore. Dobby visits Harry in the hospital wing mm-hmm. and is begging him to go home still. And we found out it was him who sealed the platform and tampered with the bludger. And we find out poor little Colin Creepy. Mm. He is petrified. Mm. Poor little Colin. Sorry, Poor Colin. Colin. Sorry, Colin. Colin's got some bad luck at Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. What's a little Hogwarts? bit. I don't know. Let's find out. Do you have a summary? No. <laughs> Sorry, I was in the middle of doing something. Harry. No, so, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Katie does what Katie wants. You let her wrap the summary. <laughs> Harry meets Ron and Hermione to check on the potion, and they come up with a plan in December to get the rest of the ingredients for it. 
There's an incident with Snape in his classroom, and a week later, they see that Lockhart is starting a dueling club. The trio sign up, and while things there, things go awry. More people than ever think that Harry's behind everything, and it ends with another student being petrified and Harry looking more suspicious, if that is even possible. Do, do, do. Boy has some bad luck. Poor Potter. Yes. I really don't feel that bad for him. Oh, my God. The For child has had a tragic yeah. life. Well, he gets away with so much, though. Tragic toilet tears, all right? Here's... I, I kind of agree with Megan, though. Like, he does look super suspicious. <laughs> yeah, but he's, but he's but not. does anything really even come of it? No. Exactly. Because Potter mean, gets away with everything. No. <laughs> the Potter effect. Potter also saves the entire wizardry. Yes, so. <laughs> well, Whatever. you know what? We're not there yet, so I'm not taking that into consideration. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Does he really save the yeah, world? Yeah, does he really? Yes. I kind of feel like it's Neville. Neville I, kills the I last Horcrux. so far as to say it's Draco Malfoy. Yeah, totally. Slytherin saves the day. Saves the world. Serenity now! <laughs> <Serenity laughs> I kind of agree that, like, it's a group effort. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Deathly Hallows come together, that's when their truth strength is recognized. So the whole wizarding community needs to come together to defeat the Dark Lord. I actually saved the whole wizarding world. It was me. I'm going to hyperventilate. I was seven, and it was great. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, I was going to do that. (laughs) All right. So Sunday morning broke with a blazing winter sunlight. So beautiful. Inside the hospital wing. Oh, look, it's 4-11. Time-wise, sorry. (laughs) Oh, because that's your birthday. Got it. I was like, what's so special about that? Colin's bed was covered in curtains and blocked from view. Sad tweet. Mm-hmm. Madame Pomfrey comes in with breakfast, checks his arm to make sure it's up to snuff. And Harry gobbles his breakfast. <laughs> like a turkey? Gobble, gobble. And mm-hmm. leaves as quickly as possible to go find Ron and Hermione. But to where be, like, be they? Oh, we don't know. They are. Oh, I know. No, I can they say are. whatever I want. I know where they are. So he's searching around and he feels a little hurt that they're not, oh, Harry. Oh, Harry. Oh, they know. Which I thought was kind of a funny thing because I, you usually see Harry like hating like attention and stuff. And here you see him being like a little hurt that they're not like waiting for him and wondering if he's okay. Right. So I never really picked up on that until this read. Well, you're Harry Potter. You're going to be in the hospital wing a lot. So they're probably over it. Pretty much. I would be. <laughs> yeah. And so after um, looking for a while, not being able to find them, um, he goes to the library and he sees Percy. And Percy's looking a little pompous and he's like, oh, you earned Gryffindor 50 points. And Harry's pretty much not interested in that. And he all he wants to do is find um, Ron and Hermione and tell them what was up in the hospital wing. And Percy... Being Percy is a little like, stop looking at me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's like wondering why, like, like why don't you care about Griffin or why don't you care what I have to say? And I he, care. He also says that he hopes Ron isn't in another girl's toilet. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Too bad for you. He's Percy. in the toilet with Hermione. 
make little Rose and Hugo. No. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Stop. And so Harry immediately is like, oh, the bathroom. So he goes and finds them in the girls' bathroom in Myrtle's lair, and he scares them when he walks in. And, and they're, like, crammed into one stall with the cauldron sitting on top of the toilet. And Hermione has conjured a portable fire. And it is said explicitly that it is her specialty. And so I said, are these the bluebell flames? I would I, think so. I think I so. It's a different word. And I was like, oh. <laughs> So do you think they're the bluebell flames? I think so. I think yeah. so. Um, I would say that they are the purple bell flames. Because you know what? It's just a better color. Oh, my gosh. It is a better color. I agree with that. Well, yeah, but swish and, and flick purple. I think that it has swish and flick flickering in the flames. Swirple. You guys are weird right now. We shouldn't have watched that show. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry starts to tell them about Colin, and he's surprised to find out that they already know because they overheard McGonagall telling Flitwick. And I wrote, they might want to have those conversations in a more private place. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You know kids can hear anything. I just, I don't know. That surprises me, because, like, McGonagall's usually so Like, you should have had that conversation in the teacher's lounge yeah. or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. And so, um, Ron and Hermione came to the conclusion that Malfoy was so angry after the Quidditch match loss that he took it out on Colin. Which, I mean... I could see that. Definitely. And then Harry goes on to tell them about his visit from Dobby. And so Ron thinks that um, Lucius Malfoy must have opened the chamber when he was in school, and then he told Draco how to do it now. Lucius. Lucius. But, like, honestly, every little thing that they're, like, thinking could, like, couldn't that work? Couldn't It wasn't right. Lucius, Lucius yeah. there. Um, also say that. I don't think that he was. It wasn't no. 50 years. No, he wasn't there. That's why the... No, he's not that old. Yeah. Because he would have been in his 60s. Well, I don't know. You age differently in the wizard world. Um, but they're trying to piece it together. Like, they're trying their best. So, it is what it is. It, it's a good thought process for them, but they're also 12 and wrong, so... Well, you know. <laughs> they speculate about Slytherin's monster. Is it invisible? Is it disguised like chameleon ghouls? Is it me? <laughs> Sneaking around the corner. I think... It's Sarah. <laughs> For sure. Hey, guys, it's Sarah. I'm going to petrify all y'all. Don't look at my eyes. <laughs> you going to die? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. And then, so, Hermione throws out, like, the disguise, like, chameleon ghouls can disguise themselves. And Ron's like, you read too much. <laughs> But it's her reading that saves everyone. I said, you're lucky she reads so much or you wouldn't be alive. True. True. I mean, and Hermione wouldn't be Hermione without reading all of the books she Agreed. reads. Agreed. So it wouldn't be the girl on her loves. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so all this conversation happens while they're starting to brew the potion and it will take a month to be ready. <gasps> a month. A I know. month. And a this month. little section of the chapter ends a with a really a great Ron quote. So Dobby stopped us from getting on the train and broke your arm. He shook his what? head. Uh, you know what, Harry? 
if he doesn't stop trying to save your life, he's going to kill you. I love that quote. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and so now I'm seeing a lot of green. Ooh, green. We're going to talk about petrifying people because that's what Slytherins do. Colin was petrified. <laughs> of being petrified? Oh, yep. Was he worried that the spiders run away? It's going to be mm-hmm. every episode I know. in this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so news that Colin was attacked and is now petrified in the hospital wing was everywhere by Monday. Yep. Because that's you know, Hogwarts style. Secrets mm-hmm. don't stay secrets at Hogwarts. That's true. So what, naturally, what happens the whole at school moves. Right. It doesn't stay. <laughs> Um, I'm sure all these parents are getting all these letters. So oh, I yeah. know. Can you imagine? Do you I'd think they're so actually scared. getting letters or they're not telling anyone? No, I think they they're well, I would think that, like, tell them. the kids would write to them. Yeah, like, oh, my God, Mom, you're not going to believe what's going on. I know I would if I was a student. True. No, I don't talk to people, so I wouldn't. I would pretend I don't have a family. Hogwarts is my family. So because of this I'm news spreading the all the way through the school, there were rumors and suspicions like murmuring everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and first years were moving in tight knit groups around the castle. Poor little first. Because as of right now, only a first year has been attacked, right? Like besides Mrs. Norris. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, they're coming for us. I would be scared. Um, Ginny, who sat next to Colin in Charms, was distraught. I was distraught! (laughs) (laughs) She seems to be very super emotional in this book. Mm. And I would assume that it's probably because she's like not remembering some things it's making her very anxious I'm guessing that her anxiety is like through the roof because like Mm. now like somebody who she sits next to in charms class is petrified and these are all her fault yeah Mm -hmm. well and I mean she's probably already emotional anyways leaving her house going to Hogwarts being Being in love with Harry being in love with Harry (laughs) and then all of these incidents where she's losing her memory and waking up with I'm having to be like oh my god did I I do that I think that what Fred and George did to try her cheer try to cheer her up is perfect no what (laughs) terrible I'm joking oh she was looking for our reaction (laughs) I just looked at her so they were covering themselves in fur and boils and jumping out at her from behind statues and Percy made them stop by telling them that he was going to write to Mrs. Weasley and say Jenny was having nightmares um well yeah, and this is kind of interesting, and this very much reminds me of, um, in the, this is kind of like a, I mean, not really like foreshadowing, but like it's talked about again in later books, how there's now a roaring trade in talismans, amulets, and other protective mm-hmm, devices, mm-hmm. where that starts happening in the actual wizarding world around the war, and yeah. that like becomes Mr. Weasley's job, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so Neville bought a large, evil-smelling green onion, a pointed purple crystal, and a rotting newt tail before the other Gryffindor boys pointed out that he was in no danger because he was a pureblood. Turn me into a newt. I didn't know that um, a newt had a tail and that he would like cut it off to give it to Neville. That's why he loves other beasts so much. He got better. (laughs) I got better. Um... Neville says that they went to Filch first and that everyone knew he was almost a squib. Ooh, Poor Neville. So, sad. Poor so Neville. oh, I am a squib. 
<laughs> Shout out to squibs. Power no. to the squibs! <laughs> no. Um, so uh, December rolls around and Harry, Ron, and Hermione all decide, well, Harry doesn't really have a choice, but Ron and Hermione decide that they're going to stay at school for mm, Christmas. Yeah. Now, I can't imagine my mom being okay with me not coming home for Christmas. Ever. Right. For any year. Yeah. It's well, just surprising. Harry, to me. Harry doesn't have a mom. I know, but like Sad Hermione. Tweet. I her, her parents don't understand because they're not. Wizards. What do you mean they don't understand? They don't want their daughter home for that's Christmas. No, no, they no, that's not what I'm saying. But maybe they're like, oh, she has to stay. Like maybe she's like, I have to stay at school. So Ron, Harry, and Hermione decided to stay because they heard that Malfoy was staying, and they thought that that was weird. Sorry, baby kicked. <laughs> <laughs> um, because. And they thought it was weird that Malfoy was staying. I wonder it why he did. I don't know. Maybe he wanted to see how it all played out. If anybody Maybe. else was going to get attacked or die, I could see him. Yeah, that's but such again, a thing. being a parent, I cannot imagine ever being okay with that. Maybe his dad was like, "Yeah, go uh, ride I that guess. basilisk." To go like home. if my kid wrote me though, and they're like, "Mom, I want to stay at Hogwarts for Christmas," I would be like, "Uh." No, yeah, you're not. Sorry, I don't care what year you're in. You're coming home for Christmas. What's the Weasley family doing for Christmas? This year? I don't know. Probably being at their own. Because I know I don't, one year they went to they went to Egypt. That was that was last year. No, it was yeah. over the summer. Oh, oh no, did they go to no, Egypt? they went to Romania. No, no, yeah, that's Romania, right. That's Romania. right. No, it was. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So now I'm wondering, like, well, Harry always. I know, stay. but like Ron is such a family guy, so maybe Ron was like, "Hey, like, I Harry would stay with Harry, mm. but to be a good friend." Yeah, mm. but, but then she Molly, would be like, "Bring Harry." What if we like, yeah. just have Harry come over? Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends, learn about a new culture, want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language is needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But they needed the time so they could spy on Malfoy. I know. It's just as a, like... Just envisioning like being a parent, like I never would have been okay with that. That's just that's just me though. I feel that I never would have said yes. We're like no. Yeah, but like, do you need your parents' permission to stay at school? Probably not. I know, but like you're a twelve year old. Do you think that I don't know? Yeah, it's not like there's no adults there. All the teachers are going to be there. I know, but also don't they have families too? Some of them, the teachers. Yeah, but I mean, there's going to be adults there, and most of the students are going home. Wouldn't they want to go? I think she's like just like saying, like, better Hogwarts. you'd want your kid home to spend time with them right. for Christmas. Yeah, that's what I'm Maybe saying. they don't want to be there. Just saying. As much as you're saying, I understand what you're saying by, like, you'd want your kid there, but what if the kid doesn't want to be at home? Mm-hmm. Or they're trying you to, you know, sneak into of the other Slytherin. issues. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to sneak into the Slytherin common room. Mm-hmm. Um, so they decide that the holidays would be a perfect time to use Polyjuice Potion because there's not as many people around. It would be easier. Um, so it was only half finished, though. They still needed Bicorn Horn and Boomslang Skin, and those are in Snape's private stores. <laughs> so Harry privately felt he'd rather face Slytherin's legendary monster than let Snape catch him robbing his office, which is well, fair. Well, guess what? You get to. <laughs> <laughs> you get to do both. Wishes come true. Um, so Hermione decides that they should come up with a diversion and volunteers to do the actual stealing. But that's because she knows that if Harry and Ron were to get caught, they would probably get expelled. Yes. So 100%. good thinking. I want to know what her cover-up story was in her head because yeah. she got caught. Oh, I don't know. You know? I, I don't know. I feel like she would come up with something like, oh, you know, I'm just like trying out this new potion and I, really I just really needed them and I didn't think you would say yes or something. And like because she's so innocent and has a clean record, they would just be like, okay, don't do it again. She would probably get a detention though. Yeah. Uh-oh. From Snape. Snape, would, Snape would freak out. Yeah. Oh, I know he would. I, but I mean, like, she I wouldn't he, get expelled. But like McGonagall would never but... expel her because Snape can't do the expelling. McGonagall never would. No. He would get, I don't he would think, I don't think McGonagall though. would ever send Harry and Ron home either regardless of even this no, stuff. I don't, think, I don't so. think so either. But, you know, Hermione's just looking out for him. I want to know who is actually, like, besides the people we already know who got kicked out, I want to know who else has been kicked out, like, over the history. Yeah. yeah. And what they did. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I want to know I'm how sorry. far we can push it. Hagrid <laughs> never should have gotten expelled. Nah, bro. Yeah, but yeah. he doesn't get um, whatever until, what's it, exonerated, I guess, until now. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so Hermione says that all they need to do is cause mayhem to keep Snape busy for five minutes or so. She feels that that's enough time for her to run in there and grab these things. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, I mean, I would not feel comfortable with only having five minutes. Mm-hmm. Because, like, do yeah. you know where, where those are things, things are? Yeah. yeah. Are you just going to take the whole jar of whatever it is and, like, not take just what you need? Like, what's, you know what I no, mean? No, I don't think she would take, like, the whole thing because that's way too obvious of, like, stealing. You know I what I mean? Know. Harry smiled feebly, deliberately causing mayhem in Snape's potions class was about as safe as poking a sleeping dragon in the eye. Um, so they're in potions class, and... Malfoy was flicking puffer fish eyes at Ron. That's gross. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> I wish that it was the other way around. Ron was flicking them at Malfoy. That would be funny. Um, so what they are making in potions class is swelling solution. What do you think they use that for? That's a really good question. I don't know. The uh, ingredients are bat spleens, dried nettles, and puffer fish eyes. That's kind of funny, like, because a, a puffer fish... Swells. Hey. hey! I'm sure that's why. Hey. Yeah. Um, so do you guys remember way back in the day when Pottermore was like not what it is now and it was <laughs> yes. actually interactive and cool and you got to brew potions? Yeah. Well, the swelling solution it. was one of those potions. So we know how to make it. Do you, did you... Um, did you say nettles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dried what are nettles. So you add. Mm, never mind. I was looking up to see if because I was looking up to see if nettles made you like swell up at all, <laughs> but it just says mild stomach upset, fluid I, retention. I guess fluid, oh, retention fluid retention could be like a form of swelling, yeah. sweating, the rhea and hives. <laughs> If you like say you scratch it on your skin, you will swell a little bit. Like you have a reaction yeah. to it. I like that. Well done, so Joe. you add two scoops of dried nettles to the mortar and three pufferfish eyes. Crush it into a medium fine powder. Add two measures of the crushed mix to your cauldron. Heat on a medium temperature for 20 seconds. Wave your wand. I don't know how, but you just wave it. <laughs> and then leave to brew and return in an hour. Then you come back and add one bat spleen, (laughs) stir it four times anti-clockwise. Somebody look up the effects of bat spleens. Heat (laughs) to low for 30 seconds and then wave your wand to complete it. Wave your wand. All Mm willy-nilly. Yeah. I bet you it's literally just used as like... I don't know. Just like you're making this to like get to someone, like annoy them, you know? Like a jinx in potion form. Hmm. Um, so Harry's was far too runny, but he didn't really care because he just kept thinking about getting a signal from Hermione and then causing a diversion. Yeah, he's not going to have a good potion in this class. No. So um, Snape walks off to bully Neville and Hermione does the signal. And it says it outright. I know. Yeah. Um, so Harry lights one of Fred's filibuster fireworks and throws it right in Goyle's cauldron which is hilarious. Um, And then... What? Oh. Goyle's potion exploded, showering the whole class. People shrieked as splashes of the swelling solution hit them. Malfoy got a face full, and his nose began to swell like a balloon. Goyle blundered around, his hands over his eyes, which had expanded to the size of a dinner plate. Snape was trying to restore calm and find out what had happened. 
Through the confusion, Harry saw Hermione slip quietly into Snape's office. Silence! (laughs) He roared. Um, And then Hermione comes back into the dungeon with the front of her robes bulging. (laughs) Snape finds the twisted black remains of the firework, and there was a sudden hush. If I ever find out who threw this, Snape whispered, I shall make sure that person is expelled. And Snape looked right at him. (laughs) (laughs) He knew. But after all of that, now that Hermione had those ingredients, it means the potion's ready in two weeks. It's just a fortnight that you didn't need like all the ingredients in there at one time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is really lucky on their part. Mm -hmm. It is. So a whole week goes by. One week later. later. (laughs) That's why I wrote it like that. And Hogwarts is starting a dueling club. Sounds sounds so exciting until you get there, because guess who's teaching it? Wasn't Harry like said like he would love it, but he literally said as long as yeah, and then and then there he was. was. There was Lockhart. (laughs) Yep, he was in robes of deep plum, nice, and accompanied by Snape. How did he get Snape to agree? To do anything with him. I wonder anything. if Dumbledore was like, listen, this guy needs some help. Go. <laughs> I think I just wanted to read this part where um, Lockhart waved an arm for silence and called, gather around, gather around. Can everyone see me? Can you all hear yeah, me? me? I, know, I, hear that, like, <laughs> I cannot directly. not hear him. Um, so we have our first introduction into what a wizarding duel might look like. And it kind of seems very formal. I'm wondering if there's like if there's actually proper etiquette for a duel. Well, like you yeah. must bow, otherwise like everything's thrown off or you know what I mean? You know well, what I'm getting at? In in history when yeah. they actually used to duel, you had to have well, I shouldn't say that. A second, right? You well yes, yeah, you had a second on all of this, but like if you were a real gentleman, you would do it in a very specific way where you like took so many spa- paces and then right, you turn right. around and you'd count to three or whatever and then you'd go. Mm-hmm. That is not always the case. It's not everyone is a gentleman. You got cheetahs. But guys, I thought of this, I don't know, not too long ago. Snape uses Expelliarmus on Lockhart. That's the first time we hear that spell. So Snape gives Harry the spell that he eventually uses to defeat Voldemort. Woo! Just kind of crazy. So there was a flash of scarlet light. Lockhart was blasted off his feet, flew backward off the stage, smashed into the wall, and slid down and sprawled on the floor. And Hermione's like, do you think he's okay? And Ron and Harry are like, who cares? I love that it's like in the book, it's like they said it at the same time. Like, who cares? And again, Lockhart, he just acts like he knew what Snape was going to do. I think it was pretty awful. Pretty obvious. Like, do you have amnesia yet? Just can we just hurry up to oh, the end? Are you in Saint Mungo's for the rest of your life yet? Jeez. So they decide to match everybody up with partners, and Snape splits up the dream team, and he puts Harry and Malfoy together. I love that he calls them the dream team. Mm-hmm. And foreshadowing, Hermione and Melissa Bulstrode are paired. Yes. Remember that for the future. Yep. Um, and they're told to cast charms to disarm only. Yeah. Right. But of course, actually, I thought this was important to point out, too, because Lockhart starts counting down from three and Malfoy starts on two. Hits Harry with a spell. Real nice guy. 
But I thought it was cool how many spells we get to see here. We get to see Rictus Sempra, Mm -hmm. which is a tickling charm. And I looked up some of the meanings of these. So it's Latin for Rictus, which means the open mouth or jaws. So by extension, laughter. And Semper, which means always. So always laughing. (laughs) Um, Tarantelegra, which is the dancing feet spell. So it's Latin for Tarantella, which is a vigorous folk dance from the town of Toronto. Toronto? Is that how you would say it? Taranto? I don't know. It's in Italy. And Finite Incantatum, which is just like a general counter spell. Um, it's like used to end a spell that's already been cast. Um, and it comes from the Latin ITE, it, which kind of is like a command form, and it means like, hey, you do this. Am I boring you? No. <laughs> I can't breathe. I know. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. So Lockhart yells for everyone to stop because it's just like mayhem right now. There's a haze of greenish smoke hovering over the entire scene. Neville and Justin are on the floor. Ron's holding Seamus up because his wand's broken and like who knows what he did to him. Good God. And Hermione and Millicent are like fighting Stan's wands. They're just (laughs) literally fighting. And here he comes and pulls her off of Hermione, which I thought was really sweet. Jeez. Even though it mentions that she's bigger than Harry is. I mean, Harry wasn't, like, the tallest of peeps, but... He was small for his age. My goodness. So Lockhart decides maybe they should have a volunteer pair to show everybody how to block spells. Mm. Yeah, maybe you should have done that before. You're dumb. Hindsight. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where we get the whole, um, scared Potter. You You wish. He kind of says it with a lisp. You wish. (laughs) Does he? A little bit. So Snape is helping Malfoy and Lockhart's helping Harry and he tries to show him like this really complicated wand movement. So he's like, just do what I did, Harry. And Harry's like, what? Drop my wand? I know. He's like, and it drops. So Malfoy casts Serpent Sorcia and a black snake, black mamba. I was just going to say that. Comes out and it's angry already. So Lockhart tries to get rid of it. Doesn't get rid of it. Shoots the thing up in the air. Just makes it more mad. And it heads right for Justin Finch Fletchy. Flinch. (laughs) Fletchly. Episode title. (laughs) Justin Finch Fletchy. Fetch a thing. He's so fetch. So I wanted to read from the chapter. Harry wasn't sure what made him do it. He wasn't even aware of deciding to do it. All he knew was that his legs were carrying him forward as though he were as though he was on casters and that he had shouted stupidly at the snake, leave him alone. And miraculously, inexplicably, the snake slumped to the floor, docile as a thick black garden hose, its eyes now on Harry. Harry felt the fear drain out of him. He knew the snake, he knew the snake wouldn't attack anyone now, though how he knew he couldn't have explained. He's a snake chama. Mm-hmm. He looked up to Justin, <laughs> grinning, expecting to see Justin looking relieved or puzzled or even grateful, but certainly not angry or scared. <laughs> What do you think you're playing at? He shouted. And before Harry could say anything, Justin had turned and stormed out of the hall. So what are you laughing at? Stop staring at me. So even Snape is looking at Harry in like a weird way. And there's like ominous muttering from around the hall. And Ron and Hermione drag Harry back to the Gryffindor common room. And Ron's like, why didn't you tell us you were a parcel mouth? And Harry's like, uh, a what? (laughs) he's like, a parcel mouth. You can talk to snakes. And Harry's like, oh, yeah, I know. I set a boa constrictor on my cousin once Ain't at the no zoo. Thing, guys. <laughs> it's no big deal. 
And Harry's like, I was only trying to save Justin. But because Salazar Slytherin is famous for being a parcel mouth and the symbol of Slytherin is a serpent, now the whole school is going to think he's related to him. Your great, great, great grandson or something. So that night, Harry lays awake for hours because could he be a descendant of Slytherin? Ooh. There's no way for him to know because he doesn't know anything about his family. Sucks to suck. Part of him. Here's what Ooh. I don't get, though. Like, okay, he can, like, think, like, oh, maybe I am a descendant of Slytherin. But, like, he would he would know if Well, he he's scared something. because he's like, well, the hat wouldn't have put me in Gryffindor. But then he's like, but... I did want no, to I know, but like he wouldn't no. know if he was causing it. I mean, like Jenny clearly has anxiety. Like she, she like feels like something's going on. No, like I get wrong. Of her day, right? Like Harry, like he knows that he's not. I feel so bad for Harry though, because he, he. So he's laying in bed and he's like, "Well, you know, next day in her biology, I'll find Justin. I'll explain to him that." I was just trying to call the snake off. I wasn't egging it on. And it says, he thought angrily, pummeling his pillow. Any fool should have realized that. What are you playing at? So poor Harry. Like, he's just always, he's such a good guy. And sometimes he's just, like, assumed to have done the worst. Yep. Uh, when he doesn't deserve it, you know? Yep. He deserves you. it. Oh, Megan. You can leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Enemies of the air, beware. You'll be next to my blood. <laughs> that was so good. It's blue. Dabba dee dabba die. <laughs> All right. So there was so much snow when they woke up that the last herbology lesson of term was canceled. Wee, 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 wee. They got a snow day? No, only herbology was canceled. Snow day. Oh, because they have to go outside. Yeah, we should have gotten a snow day the other day. I got a snow day. I, I don't did get that. snow days ever. So me, either. it could be like fifty feet of snow, and I'd have to get my way to work. Mm-hmm. Get my way to work. <laughs> All right. So while Ron and Hermione played wizards chess, Harry anxiously sat by the fire. Hermione finally is like, "Just leave and go." <laughs> 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 she does. She's like, go, go. She just tells, yeah. She doesn't believe. I could just imagine, like, he's probably sitting there all anxious. Yeah, he's like, oh, and so she's probably being like, I can feel your anxiety. <laughs> just leave. So Harry heads to the library, thinking that Justin probably wants to get in some more studying. Um, he overhears while he's there, Ernie McMillian. Is that how you say that last name? I, I always just said McMillan. Oh, could be that. I say that to Ernie. 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 <laughs> Talking to a few other people about how he believes that Harry is the heir of Slytherin. What a um, jerk. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's seven years ago. So this is what he says So anyways, a stout boy was saying I told Justin to hide up in our dormitory I mean to say, if Potter's marked him down as his next victim It's best if he keeps a low profile for a while Of course, Justin's been waiting for something like this to happen Ever since he let it slip to Potter he was muggle-born Justin actually told him he had been down for eating That's not the kind of thing you want to bandy about With Slytherin's air on the loose, is it? You definitely think it is Potter then, Ernie? Said the girl with blonde pigtails anxiously. Pigtails? Yeah. They're 12. Whatever. <laughs> Hannah, said the stout boy solemnly. He's a parcel mouth. Everyone knows that that's the mark of a dark wizard. Have you ever heard of a decent one who could talk to snakes? They called Slytherin himself Serpent Tongue. Okay. 
There was some heavy murmuring at this, and Ernie went on. Remember what was written on the wall? Enemies of the air, beware. Potter had some sort of run-in with Filch. Next thing we know, Filch's cat's attacked. I'm that just first saying, year, premature hero. Slytherin. They're not all bad. Oh, okay. No. That first year, Creevy was annoying Potter at the Quidditch match, taking pictures of him while he was lying in the mud. Next thing you know, Creevy's been attacked. Once he, again, all these things could potentially add up. I mean, I can understand why people are thinking it's him. Yeah. He always seems so nice, nice, though, said Hannah uncertainly. And, well, he's the one who made you-know-who disappear. He couldn't, can't be all bad, can he? Ernie lowered his voice mysteriously. The Hufflepuffs bent closer, and Harry edged nearer so that he could catch Ernie's words. No one knows how he survived the attack by you-know-who. I mean to say, he was only a baby when it happened. He should have been blasted into smithereens. Only a really powerful dark wizard could have survived a curse like that. He dropped his voice until it was barely more than a whisper and whisper. said... That's probably why you know who wanted to kill him in the first place. Mm. Didn't didn't want another dark lord competing with him. I wonder what other powers Potter's been hiding. Lord Potter. That's so weird. <laughs> lord. So okay, this sheds a horrible light on my fellow Hufflepuffs, and I want to just apologize for all of yeah, talking smack all of us. in the library. Yeah, I don't you know, like, like that. Think about it from their perspective. You know what I mean? Like they no, think don't that go spread Harry, rumors. I don't want to hear it. Ooh. They don't know they're spreading. They're just that's true. I feel like you know, Harry has never shown any type of behavior that would make it seem like he is fear is a like funny thing. This bad. Did fear Tom thing. ever do anything in school that would make people fear him? Um, yeah, he asked about Horcruxes. Yeah, but not in front of other students. <laughs> Can I interject something, Supervisor? Sure. Well, earlier I was like, why aren't you in St. Mungo's yet, right? And I was like, oh, what is St. Or who is St. Mungo? It's the patron saint of Glasgow. Oh. Interesting. I wanted to see what it was like the patronage of, but it's nothing like really. It's like those accused of infidelity and okay. then against bullies. So nothing to do with health. <laughs> All right. After hearing them say that maybe Harry was able to destroy Voldemort because he was a very powerful dark wizard and Voldemort didn't want the competition, Harry has had enough and makes it known that he is there in the library and can hear them talking about him. He tells them he's looking for Justin and just wants to explain to him what really happened in the dueling club. Now, he told the snake to leave him alone. He tries to defend himself, even though they bring him the hating um, the muggles he lives with. But let's be honest, you would hate the Dursleys, too, if you had to live with them. Harry storms out of the library, clearly not getting anywhere with the Hufflepuffs, and runs straight into Hagrid. We find out that Hagrid is asking Dumbledore for permission to put up a charm on the hen coop. There have been two roosters killed that term. Mm. Hagrid thinks it's either foxes or blood-sucking bugbears. Nope. Who are doing the killing. Bugbears? And that's what they're called. Bugbears. What do I call them? Bugbears. On the lexicon, the blood-sucking bugbears bear is a creature that probably resembles a bear, although its actual appearance is unknown. So there's really not much information on the internet. Is it in the book? The the book? The beast book? No. no? Oh. The, the so I beast Googled, book? <laughs> I just Googled, because um, even there's not much on the um, wiki either. But I Googled it, and it's... Um, the dictionary says it's a cause of obsession, fear, irritation, or loathing. An imaginary being involved or invoked to frighten children, typically a sort of hobgoblin supposed to devour them. Ooh. Um, and apparently it's like part of Dungeons and Dragons race. 
says the bugbear is a type of fictional monster in the Dungeons and Dragons fantasy role playing game. Hmm. It's depicted as a massive humanoid distantly related to goblins and hobgoblins. What's a hobgoblin? I just think of Spider Man every time. Because there's a villain called Hobgoblin. Oh. I don't know Spider-Man very well. I don't either. I just know that much. (laughs) The Hobgoblin in mythology and fairy tales is a mischievous imp or sprite. A fearsome mythical creature. So That's interesting. interesting. So it's time for Transfiguration, and Harry leaves Hagrid to get his books with his mind still on what Ernie had said about Justin regretting saying anything to Harry about being a muggle-born. He walks down a dark corridor, the wind having blown the candles out, and trips on something. Or someone, I should say. When he looks down, he sees Justin Finch Fletchley laying on the floor, rigid and cold, with a look of shock on his face. Then next to him, Harry saw a strange sight. Sir Nicholas, no longer pearly white and translucent, or transparent, but black and smoky, floating immobile and horizontal, six inches off the ground. Oh! <laughs> Sir Nick also has a look of shock in his face to match Justin's. Harry starts to panic because this is the third time someone has seen, been petrified and it's the third time he's at the scene of the crime. If people don't think he's the culprit before, they certainly would think it now. If uh, He's about to run when Peeves comes by and starts to yell about another attack. And everyone who is in class comes running out. McGonagall comes running with her class to see what is happening and Ernie comes running and just like Filch is quick to blame Harry, caught in the act, is what he says. Mm-hmm. Peeves is still yelling about what happened and makes up a song. <laughs> McGonagall tells both him and Ernie to be quiet. Justin is taken to the hospital wing by Th- Litwick and Sinistra, and McGonagall conjures a fan to blow Nick upstairs. I thought that was really funny, because I did not remember that at all. <laughs> but, like, where does she take Nick is my question. Is that where the hospital wing is? Upstairs? Just oh, oh, yeah, Probably. Harry is left with McGonagall, and she takes him to Dumbledore's office. Mm. And then... Oh, Potter, you rotter. Is that the song? I believe so. Find the song. It says, oh, Potter, you rotter. Oh, what have you done? You're killing off students. You think it's It's good good fun. fun. (laughs) I love peace. So they march in silence around a corner, and she stopped before a large and extremely ugly stone gargoyle. Lemon drop, she said. This was evidently a password because the gargoyle sprang suddenly to life and hopped aside as the wall behind him split in two. Even full of dread for what was coming, Harry couldn't fail to be amazed. Behind the wall was a spiral staircase that was moving smoothly upward like an escalator. As he and Professor McGonagall stepped into it, Harry heard the wall thud close behind them. They rose upwards in circles higher and higher until at last, lightly dizzy, Harry saw a gleaming oak door ahead with a brass knocker in the shape of a griffin. He knew now where he was being taken. This must be where Dumbledore lived. Movieism that there's a, it's not a gargoyle, it's a griffin Mm -hmm. statue. So it's really a gargoyle. When I read that, I was like, oh, I'm super saturated with the movies. Because everybody's like, oh, a griffin in mm-hmm. front of Gryffindor, or a Gryffindor's door, or whatever. I guess there is a griffin on the door. Right. Do but you think that changes with headmasters if it's not their house? I don't know. Well, like wouldn't it, it be like a lion, though, you know, if it was for house? I don't know. Yeah. I wonder what the griffin symbolizes. I don't know. Um, but gargoyles, I know, are often seen to be protectors. Protectors, right? Yeah. Looking some stuff up, filling some dead air. Singing a song. Y'all can go All into the long. lightning bolt round. Anybody have any questions? What's Dumbledore going to say? 
I just noticed Real. that you put the headphones on the porg. Nah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's super cute. <laughs> I don't know if I have any questions. Oh, I do have... Well, this is kind of, like, ahead of time, but, like... And it's not really a lightning bolt, but it's a question. Okay. How did they give the potion to Nick? I was thinking that as well. Like, if, especially if they have to use a fan to blow him up the steps. You can't... You literally can't touch it. You can touch him, but you're not touching him. So, how does he drink things? Do they just, like, pour it over his general self and it, like, works or what? I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe they just have to float him through it or something. <laughs> like, they float through the badly smelling food because yeah. it almost tastes yeah. like food. I don't know. Dear Joe, how does a ghost Put drink? Very carefully. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not finding anything. No griffin facts. Not like any like kind of meaning. They're just like the king of birds and the king of beasts together. Yeah. What's the combination of a griffin? An, an eagle? eagle and a lion. So that's like a Ravenclaw Gryffindor. Mm. Aw, they believe that griffins mated for life. I always think that's really cute when I find that out about animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, the bolt of lightnings. I don't know if I have anything. This was kind of a short chapter with not a lot of, like, meat to it. Considering <laughs> what they've been, it was short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you do if, like, you were Harry? Because he kind of stays quiet when they're all, like, in the hallway. Would you, like, flip out? Because I would probably flip out. I'd probably do exactly what he did. Like, I don't even, I can't even explain my way out of this at this point in time. Because it's been so (laughs) many times of, like, wrong place at wrong time. Yeah, like, I mean, how many, it's kind of like, he probably feels like the boy who cried wolf, but, like, he's legitimately not doing anything wrong. But it's just everything bad is pointing towards him, Mm -hmm. which is foreshadowing for the rest of his life. So get used to it, Harry. And I think he probably feels, like, really bad because Nick... Like, Nick is such a good friend to him. Yeah. And now he's, like, gone for the time being. Also, how is this going to... Okay, if a ghost gets attacked, I I would instantly be super freaked out. But, like, you know? I also guess I don't understand, like, because... So, Justin saw the Basilisk through Nick. Mm-hmm. Nick got... What do they say in the movie? Like, the full blast. The full blast, yeah. So, how would the Mandrake stuff work on Nick? Because it wouldn't bring him, like, back to... His dead life—I don't know—dead life doesn't it only work on people who are like petrified. Because isn't Nick like? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Does anyone know? Nope, I don't understand. And mean? I like how Sinistra just like randomly shows up. Like she's yeah, like oh. oh, here she is. That's the lady that teaches astronomy. Right. <laughs> it says somebody's like. Uh, opinion on it is that Madame Pomfrey had to sprinkle a lot of mandrake potion around Nick's mouth, but most of it would be wasted, but a little would reach and revive him. Reach what? <laughs> Non-working <laughs> organs? Do they just, like, hover him over a bathtub so they could collect them? Somebody else says maybe a very <laughs> strong-scented mandrake potion would revive him. Maybe. Hmm, like, maybe they had to add extra ingredients to, like, his batch so it was extra potent. Someone says they sprayed it on him. <laughs> like a little... <laughs> I always imagined a large <laughs> bath filled with the mandrake potion, and they just sort of thawed him out in it. Let him soak hmm. in it for days. <laughs> I like that one the Soggy best. Soggy ghost. I like that one the best. <laughs> Because it's got to, like, saturate 
Yeah. The nothing that yeah. is his body. I don't understand. Saturate his transparentness. I know. Joe, help us. We don't <laughs> Someone know. said magic. Duh. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> she would be like, yeah, but you know, last time you said we would be her like worst nightmare. <laughs> Who said that? I did. Okay. Oh, yeah, we would be. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, can I have that? Mm-hmm. Are we going to the fan story? Yeah, sure. If we don't have any more questions. I don't, I can't think of any. I got nothing. All right. Sorry, guys. This is kind of like a bare bone type of chapter. It's like a segue chapter. Yeah. So this week's fan story comes from Bob Beland. Belland? Shout out to Bob. Bob. <laughs> so he says, when part one of Deathly Hollows came out, I was a sophomore in college. Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't a Potter story. It's just a funny story about Harry Potter. It's a little bit different. Oh, okay. But when part one of Deathly Hollows came out, I was a sophomore in college and living in downtown Chicago. Me and my roommate were huge Potter nerds, so we obviously went to the midnight premiere. Well, after the show got out, it was around three in the morning. This is back when they actually did midnight showings. Right. And we were pumped. All caps. We loved the movie and decided our best option was to walk home so we could burn off some of our energy. Sorry. The streets were empty, as they usually are at 3 a.m., so me and my roommate and I broke off a couple branches to use as wands, as I said, <laughs> huge Potter nerds, and and when I went to cast a spell, I stepped into the range of motion censored crosswalk, and the whole thing lit up and started making loud noises telling us to cross. <laughs> this scared the crap out of us, and we went sprinting home. I think I remember when he sent us that. Yeah. Good times, loving the podcast, keep it up. That's awesome. It's so cute. <laughs> Bob, you did magic. You did do magic, Bob. You are magical. And not just at the Wizarding World. You did it in the real world. <laughs> but thanks for sharing that. I think we should probably extend um, extend it as well. Like We love Potter stories, but if you mm-hmm. do have a, like, a silly or memorable story that has to do with Harry Potter, we would love to hear that too, and we'd love to share it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any kind of story. Mm-hmm. Any kind of story. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. All right. Social media. All right. Make sure that you join our Facebook group or you'll be using it for discussion on each episode. (laughs) Um, If you like our page, you'll get all of the latest info as well. We post when the episodes are up, any news, et cetera. Random fun stuff we find. Mm -hmm. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. You can also join us on Patreon for lots of exclusive content. Um, Based on the different levels of support, it's like different goodies you get. Yeah, that. So our Bow Chuckle and Hire patrons get access to the Felix Files, which is a bi-monthly podcast specifically for Patreon. And then our Phoenix level patrons also get to join us for a monthly Google Hangout, which is just a video chat with us once a month. Um, it's pretty very cool. fun. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of fun. Um, they also get to be guests on the Felix Files. So if any of that sounds fun, make sure that you head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast and choose your support level. It helps us to be able to afford equipment to make us better and monthly fees to keep the podcast going. Tis true. Okay. And we want to live forever. 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 Be our horcrux, guys. Be our horcrux. <laughs> be our horcrux. Be our horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> so that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Just in my voice. <laughs> Alright, I, I have been recording by the way. Nobody's okay, done I'm anything sorry. fun though.
What would you do if she named the baby Swish? That'd be sick. Did it spill? A little bit. <laughs> On my hand. Can I have a tissue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like stars. I've never seen them. What's a stars? What's a stars?